Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling? And this is episode 45. We made it. Yeah. We didn't get destroyed. Cold we didn't march 45. police through our neighborhood. Woo! <laughs> Yo, I want to give a shout out, first and foremost... To the epic protesters that have been out there, yo. Yeah, There's this like seven foot nigga dressed in riot gear that's been backing down <laughs> the cops in New York, I think. Yo, the videos of this nigga are epic, son, because he moves funny. really awkwardly and weird. So yeah. And he has everything covered. Like you can't see an inch of his skin. So that nigga is. Shout out to him. Yo, shout out to the Puerto Rican protesters that brought a fucking guillotine to the governor's mansion. My nigga, that's a threat. <laughs> nigga, that's a that's, nigga, that's, that's threat, pimp. Nigga, that's pretty thugging. That's pretty thugging. If you were in France, that would be a legit threat. <laughs> but yeah, man. Also, if you hear booming in the background, we in LA, so it's going down. Uh, <laughs> please ignore that and enjoy the show. Um, let's go ahead and start out with uh, uh, the somber stuff first. Uh, R.I.P. David McCaddy of Louisville, Kentucky. R.I.P. James Skurlock of Omaha, Nebraska. These are two people who were killed. Uh, James was killed uh, by a bar owner who claimed he was rioting, which he was not. The video shows he was not. And uh, David McCaddy is a really, really uh, sad one because he was actually... A supporter of the locals police was known for feeding poor people in police for free. Um, and he was actually out providing food, I believe, when he was killed. He wasn't protesting. He was killed by a police officer. Damn, that's rough, man. Yeah, man, who opened fire on a crowd that he was just like he was just there. Like he wasn't even part of the protest crowd. That so I wanted to give him an RIP, but um yeah, you know, the next few episodes are gonna be like that. We're going to have to start out with a little bit of RIP, but then we're going to get to the show. Um, but yeah, so uh, you've been watching anything as of late other than the protest, obviously? <laughs> nah, nothing too much. I haven't gotten into any um, any of my usuals. Just been watching the usual anime tip. That's what's up. Man, you know, <laughs> I, 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 call, I, I uh, watched the Watchmen finale. Nice. So we could rap about that. Um, and I just happened by this fucking random documentary on HBO because we we um got a little subscription so that we could watch Watchmen and so forth. Um, but yeah, and we happened by this documentary, McMillions. Yeah, I've heard about it. I, I've, I've never heard of it. Okay, so you know about this. Yeah. I was see, I I never followed the McDonald's scandal because it was always rigged to me. Like I was like, no, there's no fucking way. I didn't believe that McDonald's was benevolent enough to actually commit to that plan wholeheartedly. You know what I mean? So I always thought it was a scam, but watching this documentary was actually pretty revelatory because it seems like McDonald's did do their due diligence there was a minor snafu that created a opening for someone who was very opportunistic and was like, I'm gonna take this to the mob. And you know what happens, you know what I mean? But the old my dude, did you know that they were doing that shit from nineteen eighty nine? That's pretty to two thousand that's a twelve year scam. I don't that's remember a good how run, long man. Yeah, that's I was just about run. to say that. I was I was watching it with Carolina and I was like, yo, I don't feel bad for none of these people, but all of them are old and rich. I think they had a good run. Yeah, I think this documentary was about white scammers having a good run of it because <laughs> white people implicitly trouble. Bro, 
like the the moral of the story is that white people implicitly trust white people <laughs> and then the one black person who was in it i felt so bad for her because she wasn't in the streets you know what i mean like you know when you don't commit crimes you're unfamiliar with the process of committing crime <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she totally got like <laughs> hoodwinked by this fucking it's why black people don't trust white people in their inner circles because she was friends with a white woman who was like me knowing people watching this. I'd be like, don't trust this bitch. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but she was friends with her and she led her into the scam. Um, she was married to a Colombo crime family member who was one of the major, what do they call recruiters for the scam. Okay. So you had, so the scam started, so I'm, spoiler alerts, I'm about to talk about the documentary. The scam, like, I was completely unaware of this shit, my nigga. Like, I didn't realize how wide it had gotten because they got like 20 million out of the whole thing. So it started with one dude who was the security uh, for the company that McDonald's outsourced to handle the, the promotion. Okay. So this nigga, like, if you if you're actually interested in it, this is gonna like ruin the whole thing because they built this up really well. <laughs> you know, they actually, and That's not so for nothing. Before I, I I spoil it, the documentary is hella entertaining. Like it it starts yeah, out completely yeah. it's inane. An HBO documents, they, yeah, they do their thing. And I usually I'm just incredulous and like since I refuse to suspend my disbelief, I'm just like, fuck, this is stupid. Nah, man, this shit was honestly like well, well produced. And so in the beginning, it starts out all inane and you don't find out till later. Like it starts out and it introduces like the people who you think, and that's how they always do it. They introduce the people <laughs> who you th obviously think were the masterminds. And so as it progresses, you kind of, you kind of get the, the vision of the grander scheme, but bro, like it was really interestingly done, but I, I felt really bad for the one black lady. There's literally one black person in this whole documentary. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, two. There's the black woman and then the federal agent that arrested her. <laughs> I thought that that was That's hugely funny. tasteless, by the way. Like, and then the and then the federal agent that arrested her was like super like pejorative and derogatory. I was like, my G, calm down. This woman is your senior. She made a mistake. Lull. Through your own what investigation. Kind of law enforcement you, are you used to, Curry? <laughs> it, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. But I just was hoping that as a black I'm man sorry. dealing with an older black lady, you, he would have a little bit of deference. Nope. None. Nigga treated her like like she was. Like a criminal? But th that's the thing is that she wasn't the criminal, bro. She really wasn't. She I'm was not just saying, naive. I'm just saying that's how he treated her. Yeah, 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 yeah. He treated her like she was the fucking dregs of society. And mm -hmm. it was like, you, like, your own investigation showed that she actually didn't know what was going on, that she was hoodwinked. Bro. You I know what I mean? I taken this job if I wasn't going to rough people up. Bro. Chill out. I wouldn't have taken this job if I like black people. Feel me? It's essentially what it was. You're like, you're, you're asking me to work at Cold Stone and not scoop, take extra scoops My of ice nigga. cream. That's ridiculous. Like, that doesn't the, make any sense. The whole sense. business model of Cold Stone is made for you to have extra, bro. Yeah. Like, you me? got so, to take that. You know what I mean? That's how people got to start looking at like, these Like, you ever jobs, see them make bro. your ice cream? Like, first of all, by the way, if you go to Cold Stone, what you need to do get the coconut ice cream with the chocolate chips embedded and let them fold them into that bitch <laughs> not my nigga 
It's another type of experience. Right. That's how they always do it. They always mix nah, it together. Nah, but it's the coconut with their particular <laughs> chocolate chips. I've had this other places and I've been that's very disappointed. Sick. That's the only reason why I make a big deal out of it. Cold Stone, they got, the, they got that authentic yeah, coconut with that really good chocolate chip ice cream. Anyway, sorry to derail <laughs> on that. Now, you always you stay talking about Cold Stone and I always think I about that, that shit. That's bro. always in the back, running in the back of my mind. When you say Cold Stone, I'm like, mm, that's my vanity shit. I'm gonna, coconut I'm and chocolate that, chip ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And then whatever you say happens. <laughs> but that, um, no, nah, it was the whole scheme was crazy. And it was one snafu that to get back to what I was originally commenting on, um, there was one snafu. They there was a security seal for the envelope that held the 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 tickets that was mailed to Buddy, the head of security. I guess they assume, you know. Now that I think about it, it probably wasn't a snafu. <laughs> You're the head of security. They sent you the extra ones in the event of an emergency so that you don't destroy your your supply chain because obviously this is 40 pieces at a time that you're moving right you know what i mean you fuck up any one of those it might mess up your production line oh they didn't snap food he was just a piece of shit now that i think about it <laughs> an opportunist uh, bro because he they sent him a, they, they sent him a package with just a limited amount of the seals to put mm -hmm. onto the envelopes and that right there was the that right there it was all over from that point that nigga because he was sick I guess he had like a, a rare degenerative disease. Mm -hmm. And so that nigga was like, I'm going to rob you. And I was like, damn, nigga. He had a rare degenerative disease called being a piece of shit. Yeah. And entitlement because my nigga was, he was white in the eighties. So he was doing pretty well. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's a reason why white people didn't find solidarity with black people until like late in in american history is because they weren't really as poor as they like for the majority of american history even poor white people weren't doing half bad it wasn't until wage disparity started to yeah get out well of it wasn't until black people started getting this is this is how they created the 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 race ten tensions because they made it a zero-sum game between black people being successful and poor white people being successful they were never not going to be successful they were never <laughs> going to sacrifice the middle and upper class that was but never the an thing option. was is it's that even poor white people could always rely on making more money than black people and then that went away and so they they put poor white people in combat with poor black people when in actuality their struggle is the same let's be 100 percent honest with each other the same dominant forces that oppress black people are the same dominant forces that oppress poor white people. Like, I mean, and that's just, that's reality. Racism is real. They still have it better than black people, but it's the same forces that dominate, that oppress both of them. Right. And so It's almost as if there's some sort of class warfare happening. Can you hear that? <laughs> that's me ruffling through my pages. Damn right, nigga. Yeah, it's... it's it's one of those things. But anyway, that's ancillary. I don't even know how I got off on that tangent. Um, yeah, he was sick, entitled, white man in the 80s. Said, you know what? I'm going to take because why not? You know what I mean? And then that's just crazy because there, there's no possible way that a black person could have had the scam, headed the scam. No possible way. And then run it for 12 fucking years. <laughs> no fucking way. And then you know what fucking ended up what ended up um toppling the whole thing? 
the the Colombo crime boss dude fucking was bringing was recruiting people who were like not criminals and that's the problem they didn't know what to do they didn't know what to do so when he started taking all of the money from the winners like because as he (laughs) it started out with him using it as like uh as a revenue stream you know what i mean where people were getting their payouts and then he was taking half of the payout but then it came to the point where he was taking all of the payout until he got his cut and then he and so when he was doing that he was putting the people into tax uh burden they he was taking all of the money and not leaving them anything to pay the taxes with so they would have to pay the taxes out of their own money and who can pay taxes on fifty thousand dollars when you make twenty four thousand dollars a year you know what i mean so he was dumb he took non-criminals and and thought that he was like oh manipulating easy people but really what you should have done is you should have gotten criminals to cohort with you i mean you should have oh, never started because you yeah. just create a bunch of loose because sentence. the thing is is like it wasn't just a one-off if you're gonna do if, if you're gonna scam somebody and you're gonna and and i'm not advocating for scamming i'm not even a particularly good scammer but it would just make sense to me that if i was scamming someone over the long period i wouldn't want somebody who's easily gonna fold and right. if you know anything about people who don't commit crimes, they <laughs> fold easy. They fold on the first. So that was his bad. He he took he tried to long con people who were not criminals. You can't long con people who aren't criminals. That doesn't work. That's how Bernie Madoff did so well. He long conned criminals. And so his Ponzi scheme blew up because the criminals were able, when they ran into hard times, scam other people. And that's how your pyramid gets bigger. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like th- you got to have certain savvy. So anyway, that's and, and that's just purely through proximity. I've never had to do any of these things to know. Yeah, it's probably not the best way to run that scam. <laughs> Needless to say, the people in McMillions had no such compunction. They were they were running this game. Every, and, and it's funny because Carolina was watching it with me. Every episode I predicted. <clears throat> I predicted what was going to happen every episode. Because it was just so obvious. And I was like... Yo, the FBI is probably not good at their job. <laughs> and, oh my goodness, there was this one FBI agent that was leading this fucking case. My G, he was pretty much like a bored frat boy. <laughs> he was a bored frat kid. And so like he ended up seeing a post-it on his superior's computer with McDonald's fraud question mark. And it was a wrap. <laughs> It was a wrap. And he ended up following up on that. What it was was a tip from the IRS from someone who was caught, from the lady who was caught in the uh, in the debt trap, mm-hmm. who was caught in the um, the, the taxes, uh, tax issue. And she called the IRS and explained to the IRS, like, listen, <laughs> this is what happened. And so the IRS then called the FBI, like, what did you think was going to happen? And then it's funny because, like, the FBI agents throughout the entire show, like, we will never, ever give up our informant. We will never. And then in the eyes of she's like, I think I'm the informant. I'm like, <laughs> wow. And what killed me was, like, the producers of the documentary didn't even stop to say, maybe we shouldn't do it like that. Because the FBI agents all throughout claiming they'll never uh say the name of the informant was insisting that it was because that's how the fbi works the fbi doesn't work if people know how to get to the informants 
Man. Smoke and mirrors, bro. bro. I, I don't fall for smoke and mirrors. They was, can, but, the but that was the whole say thing. Whatever they want to say. <laughs> the, that shit was crazy, bro. Like it, it was. But I would say highly check it out. It was very entertaining. Um, if you're not familiar with the scandal, it'll be very revelatory. Like I was, I was riveted all six episodes. So um, they're hour episodes, so it's not like a crazy investiture time. But yeah, it was very entertaining. But yeah, Watchmen finale. Watchmen finale was good. It was pretty crazy. I was really disappointed when you told me that there was um that they're slated for no follow up. Cause it ends on a ma- like you know, you know like the whole thing was built up by Dr. Manhattan over that instant. Because you know how he experiences the entire so mm-hmm. the entire it, it's interesting at the end because you get to look at it the way that Dr. Manhattan does. Right. As one moment in time. Everything happens simultaneously. And when you do that, you re, you don't have any questions. Like the thing is, is like they left it on the cliffhanger f- only for people who weren't paying attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the only way you could leave I that, don't look at it like that. I looked at it as they knew it was going to end, and so they left it on the cliffhanger so that everybody can have their own interpretation. That's a very common way to end stuff like that. It leaves it up to the interpretation of the audience as opposed mm-hmm. to going in a concrete direction because you're not going to be able to build on whatever that concrete direction may be. That is the common trope. I believe that they were playing on that, but at the same time, because of the nature of the Watchmen universe, how they uh delineate time it's it's a play it's not exactly doing that because that's like uh how inception did where he spun the top at the end of inception and you don't see whether it falters or not so you don't know if he's in his reality or mall's reality right i feel like if you were paying attention to this this show at the end there's no doubt that that's what manhattan did you know what i mean and then manhattan has the power to do so okay um so it was more like the cliffhanger was what she chose to do afterwards should i spoil that i don't even want to spoil that um it doesn't matter just go ahead and talk about it at this point you've already addressed that you're going to talk about the finale so yeah so throughout the course of the show manhattan makes offhanded references to doing things like passing on his power and how he could do it and so forth and so forth only in the end for that very obviously he knew that it was going to come to this so he knew he was planting the seeds to do just that and so he makes a metaphor for putting his power into an egg in the end of the uh of the of the series of the show the uh virginia king's character what's her name again i just call her sister knight sister knight oh sister uh that was her the character that she based yeah, her that's, herself that's off her of. um that, that's Angela, also her co- that's also her name angela her co- her code oh yes her code name oh that you're you know what I'm so used to correcting, like, okay, that's that person's real name that I totally, like, <laughs> glossed over the fact that, yes, they called her Sister Knight the whole time. Um, but Angela, uh, ha- remembering his references back to being able to put his uh, powers into an egg, finds an egg that he that he had come in contact with prior in the series realizing she can consume it does so but they kind of just cut and don't really show her becoming miss manhattan which is what i call her i like calling her miss manhattan because i would i i would love for them to expound on that i would love to see it like so long story short you're disappointed that there isn't a second season 
Yes, very much so. Because it was good. Like, even through... The worst part about the show was the was the time in which I watched it. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. show was amazingly done. If it yeah, wasn't... It was show. If we weren't, like, in the middle of such a racially charged time, it would have been a lot easier to deal with some of the fictional racism. But, like, I, I don't like joking about shit that's happening right now. Right. Don't You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see police brutality when every single day i'm inundated with images of like real police brutality so that made it hard for me but outside of that the production of the show amazing Mm -hmm. really well done and so yeah i was overall just disappointed in the end when um when i when i knew that oh there's not gonna be actually any (laughs) cool like there's no second season her maybe because mr manhattan's dead right um that is a deviation in the comics right? dr manhattan yeah. went off to work in the dc universe <clears throat> and he's very much doing stuff there absolutely that's okay because i'm familiar with that because he's um he man he wrecked havoc in the dc yeah, universe that shit was crazy I, I read those comics when they were coming out that's like that, that storyline's like a year and a half old uh, in the concept. probably a little bit more three closer yeah. to three um it's it, yeah definitely um uh but yeah, that, that storyline was really cool. But I would have liked to see her interact. I would like to see the uh, show writer's interpretation of how Mr. Manhattan would interface with uh, another person of his power, A. And I'm interested to see how someone with a genuine emotional life would take to the powers of Mr. Manhattan. Right. Mr. Manhattan became... doctor. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. Who's Mr. Manhattan? Is that something? There is nobody. As yeah. far as I know. I don't no, know. no, definitely not part of this thing. I, I feel like there's a Mr. Manhattan somewhere else. But Dr. Manhattan, his life prior to being bombarded with the Tachyons was, I think, very much influenced his loss or how he interpreted his emotions post. Because he didn't lose them. Um, there's a lot of evidence of that in the original Watchman source material. And especially in this in this um adaptation mm-hmm. he didn't lose his emotions even though he talks about being emotionless and everyone calls him emotionless and that's not the case he just interprets his emotions very differently and so i would have loved to see how regina king mixed with the writer's interpretation mixed to exp- express that because she did a really good job as sister knight like i very much enjoyed that character like there wasn't really a point where i was like even when she was making bad decisions with her father because <laughs> i really didn't i didn't like how she That's interacted silly. with her father but at the same token it wasn't bad like it was well acted genuine like i felt like it was still a really solid storyline even yeah. though it wasn't the storyline that for i might sure. have uh inter- like wanted for that moment um so but yeah uh, i highly recommend checking out that series the finale was really good but it was though um mr manhattan the whole it, it was it was very i mean it was really gratifying watching her vaporize the whole <laughs> the whole hierarchy of racism in the show you know what I mean? Like, that was very gratifying. The whole... Man, that was fucked up. Ozymandias fucking dropping frozen slugs on her was, <laughs> was fucked up, my Yo, dude. Yo, Ozymandias' entire arc in this... in this, You're, And you were 100% right. Thing. It was completely useless until that last episode. Yep. And I was like, there you go, yep. my man. Because, like, that was so unique. I could not imagine any other character having come up with such an effective plan. <laughs> I Ozzy Mandius' plan at the end. It was so space. simple and well orchestrated. I was like, ah, 
Slug rain, yeah. bro. frozen slug rain, bro. Bruh, from space. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, get tell everyone to get That's inside. Ridiculous. But yeah, Wait, what about Lady True though? Like Lady True is like a really interesting um character for me because that whole arc was like I the so Lady True's arc is is that her mother is uh was just a random servant of Ozymandias's and uh she hated him. And so to get back at him, she found his uh stash of frozen genetic material and uh just shot that junk up into her and had a baby <laughs> and uh had a baby who's technically Ozymandias's daughter. Mm-hmm. And that baby is Lady True and Lady True is fucking insane. Yeah. And she's um, hella smart. She's just as she's smart really as smart. Um, as, yeah, but um Adrian yeah, Pat. that's that and I don't know if I I don't like that trope that you could just pass on your smarts to your children through <laughs> hereditary heredity because it's just not true. Like, gosh, man, if that was true, then trust me, Stephen Hawking's sperm would go for fucking <laughs> vast amounts of money. You know what I mean? Like, if you could pass on intelligence that way, because all you'd have to do is isolate the gene that causes. I th- what did he have? MS or did he have polio? He had I one of those. I think it may have been MS. Yeah, he had one of the diseases. Don't quote me on that. You can. It, 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 all I know is that the d- disease is congenital, and that is something that you can fix. And so, if you could pass on intelligence through heredity, his sperm would be the most expensive thing on the planet, <laughs> cleanly. But you can't, so it's not. And so, I really don't like when they play on that trope. <laughs> but nonetheless, she was crazy and intelligent, and boy, man, she fit into the story in a whole interesting way. Yeah, Lady True is the shit. Yeah, like, and it was interesting seeing, like, how she came into contact with Regina's grandfather and that whole thing. Like, I I felt like that was kind of, like, written, you know. Yeah, that part was a little muddy. It didn't fit as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's all written, obviously, but that part didn't particularly fit into the whole you know what I mean? Uh, Storyline yeah. as well. I feel but like that one, they tried to do a lot of intentional misdirection, and that probably helped made the situation felt a little inorganic. Yes, there was a lot, and like hey, like like his interaction with her was terrible. Like, <laughs> I don't think that you could you you could un- I don't think you'll believe me if I tell you what happened. So I'm going to give you this experimental drug to make you experience my memories. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know. That's pretty t- typical sci-fi. It's very, very typical sci-fi and also very poor, poorly written. Like, come on. It, that one didn't didn't sit well with me because it was, it felt like that that was not easier than just telling her. You know what I mean? Like, I if, mean, in his defense, telling some person that you've never met before hey i'm your granddad oh by the way i'm also investigating a conspiracy theory it's but racist. that's why i dug his whole thing on how he got her to find out that she he got her to investigate him yeah. and she came to the conclusion that he was her grandfather but then everything after that with the pills i was like my nigga she could have died bro <laughs> she could have very well that's that was extremely dangerous it was not his intention for her to use the pay the, the pills the way that she did remember she used them in an emergency yeah but I, that's a risk man like you don't know how she's gonna do that bro. absolutely not if i gave someone a, a, a bottle of pills i would never in under any circumstances assume that they would consume the entire bottle all at once 
that's not oh, something that a reasonable person would I do. I guess, I, but I know a lot of unreasonable people. That's I why do I don't. Not. Put, I don't. I, I don't put that past. Like <laughs> I, I, I would feel if compelled we're, if we're putting this on the two characters that actually did it. I then I wouldn't I assume that she was unreasonable. If, honestly, if 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 I was dealing with her, I wouldn't assume she would be unreasonable in that method, especially being a, a police officer. Exactly. She knows the dangers of of taking yeah. and tested drugs. But um, yeah, I just. I wouldn't. I just. I personally would never leave somebody with a bottle of pills without explicit instructions. Yeah, but, and he was. He definitely know, did that. <laughs> but you weren't in the situation. No, that he clearly said. not. So you know, we. I understand yeah. the dis- disparity, of course. But you know, I, you know, and and that's not to say I expect every character to behave that I would. But I think I feel like that was a very surface level one. Like I didn't think too deeply to say, hey, you know what? Don't just leave that. But he had a goal. But he, oh, because it was his grand. So you, th- he knew it was going to work on her because it was his granddaughter. Um, I just think he, like I said, I didn't. He did not expect her to take the whole bottle at once. I'm nine. I'm a hundred percent sure that was not the plan. No, no, it couldn't. If, be. if someone's like, that was a hell of a trip, if you bro. You give someone a bottle of Advil. You do not expect them to take the entire bottle of Advil in a single sitting. It's doubly so if they don't know what the it's the pill is. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. No, I just, you know what it is? And not for nothing, I know a lot of people who died of pill overdoses. So Mike, and I don't take pills. I literally will not take pills of pretty much any stripe. You know what I mean? And so it, I pill, I, yes, maybe. Me, I would just not do it. I Like you couldn't, like if Again, he, stop putting yourself yeah. in his situation because remember he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. in a different universe and he's trying to, like, he had a specific goal. I understand that, but the point of the writer is to relate to the viewer. That's how you make things that people can enjoy. Yeah, but so I think it's that's, I, I feel there's like, certain things that you can't relate to for certain characters, though. Granted, um, so I don't, I don't, I, I see that you might feel that, but I'm, I'm a disagree. But I'm with also that giving point. my opinion. I don't think that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, why I didn't like. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's why I'm that's saying, I'm saying like, myself. I'm a disagree with that one. Okay, no, 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 no that's why it's my opinion, and I'm not, and that's why I don't rate it negatively based on my opinion because it's just my opinion, and my opinion is based on me interacting with it you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i get it that's they're not going to behave like me that's why i don't think it was bad it was like oh <laughs> i just don't relate to that part it's interesting though to see how they actually evolve that into the into the storyline because that then became a whole thing like when you found out that they were hooking her up to <laughs> detox medicine was an elephant i was like what the <laughs> fuck what the fuck yo that shit was trippy <laughs> i did not like i and they, uh, they didn't ever really sweet. explain that no, they did not. They left that open, and I was really upset about that. I was like, uh, what about I'm more the upset about they didn't neuro... explain anything about Lube Guy. You feel me? Yes. I'm no, very upset yo. about that. Like, my nigga just showed up, lubed himself up, slid Bro. into a drain, and disappeared from the entire show. That was, no, 100%. <laughs> I, I would love to know like, what the I was fuck. Like, what just happened? But why was he there in the first I place? Know. I don't understand that so nigga's many whole questions. presence. Was and he there just to distract her from what she was she doing? She goes back to the. I like how she goes back. She's so she's so mad. She's like, what? What just happened? No, I would I would be genuinely befuddled as oh, to yeah, yeah, that, that whole situation. That was so weird, and especially like. His escape was so flawless and so oh, odd yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I was just like, what? Like was, he just doused himself up with some liquid of some kind, just it, like, stuff, and just gone into the drain. Like, the what? Because, like, he like fits so... Pennywise. Yo, <laughs> that shit was bananas. 
Yeah, I, uh, I love uh, Red Scare for that. He was like, yeah. nobody gives a shit about Lube Guy. Uh, I, I give a shit about Lube Guy. Yo, what was everyone that? gave a shit about Lube what Guy. What was that? That was a very, like, that and the elephant were not explained, but I guess they were not pivotal to the storyline. Or they ran out of time or budget or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because. Once again, I would like I would like a, a season two, even if they didn't talk about her. <laughs> even if they talked about Lube Guy and the Elephant, I think that I would be into a season two. Just just to figure out the the whole what the fuck behind those. Right, like why were you there? Bro. Me? I don't understand. And the <laughs> elephant, what's the deal with the elephant? Why is the juice orange? Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure that was cerebral fluid. But I mean, so I think it was like um uh, a transplant. So you know how oh, I'm sorry, not a transplant, a transfusion. So you know how you get a blood transfusion? They hook an IV into your arm, one's in, one's out, and they siphon your blood out and they pump in blood from someone else to replace it, mm-hmm. and they just do that to your entire volume of blood has been replaced several times over. I think that's what they were doing with her brain fluid. That makes sense because elephants are rumored to have very good memories. Yeah, but don't put no elephant shit yeah, in my no. brain at all. Yeah. Like, it was funny because my dad had heart surgery and they offered him, they were like, yo, you can get a pig valve or Bruh. a mechanical valve. And he was like, just put the mechanical valve in me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't you ever. Oh, I don't even eat pork like that. Uh, shit. What kind of question <laughs> is that, bro? Who chooses the pig option? That's pretty funny. White people. <laughs> I mean, you set that one up. Yeah, I had to knock that one out, dude. These, these times is too fraught to me for me to let that ride. The pig option. Yeah, I want to make my heart made out of pig parts. I mean, I guess I shouldn't shit on science because science does accomplish amazing things with weird things. But that's I take the mechanical. Well, bro, you good. know, honestly, I think that science benefits from the fact that not a lot of people understand it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and while i love i i've dedicated myself to science my degree is in science like all of that being said trust me when i tell you when you see the how the sausage is made on like <laughs> how scientific exploration and 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 the like and the things that you trust it ain't good it ain't good it's all bad but anyway that's a that's hitherto at the moment <laughs> but yeah so definitely check out watchmen mcmillions was entertaining but um man it's so funny because we got moving on into the social topics i got the perfect metaphor for 2020 um i was i had random things in my fridge and i was like yo i'm about to put together this fucking bomb ass falafel yo had some mixed vegetables had some tzatziki sauce had some chopped meat yo my nigga threw that shit all together shit looked amazing <laughs> bit into that shit awesome and as soon as i let go of the pressure of my hand that shit turned to slop and fell apart <laughs> in my hand and i was like man i think you were the one who said that like damn that's a perfect metaphor for 2020 yeah. and i was like yeah it is man Fuck it. we came into this bitch with the best intentions yep, all the right plan. ingredients we had everything set up ready to go soon as yep. soon as you let the pressure off the back and that shit falls apart Oh, you feeling good? Awkward. Mm. You can still eat it, but you're gonna have to pick up the pieces. <laughs> That's how it feels like. You you can still have your country, but you're gonna pick have to pick up the pieces. pieces. 
but yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll get the the general gist of that throughout these topics because pretty much everything is is no bueno these days. But in an interesting way, hopefully, um, we'll start out with the entertainment topics. Uh, Virgil, you want you want to talk about Virgil and his <laughs> and his misguided attempt at inspiring, the, as he would say, the Brokies. Yo, that so was... Virgil. The the story behind this is Virgil. Uh, I guess is participating in social media threads, sees the thread of people matching donations. But you gotta let people know who he is first because that's you know, Oh, do people not know who Virgil way. is? I thought I was well, the only one who Before didn't know this who morning is. I had no idea who he was. Neither okay. So but we and you run in the same circle, so yeah, we wouldn't know. We're not So like, Virgil is a is an African American uh product designer, I wanna say, for Louis Vuitton. He he is a friend of Kanye West and made his popularity coming up with him. I want to say he has a hand in Supreme. I don't know about that, but I know he he has um uh, like a Louis Vuitton line called Off White. Yeah, that he's like the the man. The, I heard the best joke. Of, it was like man, somebody was talking about him, and he was like, "Yo, after looking into Virgil's life, I realized he's the only thing in his life that's off white." I was like, Ooh. "Wow." Because, you know, his kids is are, are white. His wife is white. He works for a white company. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, ugh, savage. But, yeah. I mean, after this previous comment, I can't defend you, Virgil. After what you did. After no, 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 what you but did, did you, and did, the rebuttal, did you see, I can't. Did you, did you see he made an actual donation? Yeah, 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 for oh, sure. Oh, okay, okay. And, and, and I'll, whatever. Like, my thing is, is, is like, if you're going to kill the man for the amount of the donation, you got to at least acknowledge that. Your shaming works on him, and he made the a proper donation, which I will yeah. give him all credit for. You know what I mean? Like that money is still going to go to bail people out, and so that's still important. Um, I don't know enough about him not to fuck with him like that. I do know that he fucks with Kanye, so I probably will just keep my <laughs> arms length for that reason. But um, yeah, that kind of reminded me of the Drew Brees thing. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rap about it. Yeah, like um, Drew Brees. Remember what you were saying last week that they shouldn't be asking celebrities about stuff? Well, Drew Brees no, 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 took that well, time. I want to put some nuance into okay. that. They shouldn't, because I don't want to be caught. I want, I'm not a fan of the shut up and dribble thing. <laughs> but do not approach celebrities who are not already already politically and socially inclined with those questions. Right. Some celebrities, because of their particular genius, excise themselves from those situations and do not have a proper understanding and so they should be left alone to learn about it in an environment that won't ruin their brand that's what i wanted to say last week which i don't think i said properly but yes please keep going <laughs> yeah um drew Brees was on a tv show uh i don't remember what it was it's not important but they asked him about what's going on, and my nigga took the time to say, "Oh, I don't. My father fought in the war, and I don't think that any sort of kneeling for the flag is patriotic." And he best just, tweet ever. He just went. Chick in. was like, "Why do white people act like they're the only ones who had grandfathers who fought in wars?" <laughs> I was like, "Rocket punch!" Yeah, he went in on that, and so as you can imagine, people were and upset. and and then the, the the one part of the clip because that was I, I heard later that that was the whole gist of the rant prior to that but um the part that i that i heard that was particularly egregious was when he was like they said so would given the state of the country now would you support people kneeling in the future and he goes 
I don't support anyone disrespecting the flag. I just wanted to fucking punch that nigga yeah. in his face. Like, Conflate two different uh, things right now. That's, that, that's, that's dog the gaslighting. That is the byproduct of gaslighting. You watch bullshit news that refuses to acknowledge the reason that the person is telling you over and over <laughs> is for his actions. He is telling you over and over. You are looking at the flag, but that is not why I'm doing it. The flag is just present during my protest. I am doing this to bring attention on my platform to the brutality of minority people around this country. He has said it a thousand and three times. I think you so might have been the, onto something. Bro, like, it. It's just so frustrating. Like, if he says he doesn't agree, then don't agree. I actually respect you if you don't agree. This is America. I understand I live in a racist country. I understand that people might not be where I am on the understanding of race. That I can I can understand and hope that you grow out of. What I cannot fucking get with is the incessant desire to bring the American flag into a conversation that had no <laughs> fucking basis around it. Like, come on. Like, stop. Like, that. that oh, my God, dog. Like, that is the fastest way to get into an argument with me. Just start talking about shit that has nothing to do with the conversation at hand. <laughs> I'll flip out. Like, just talking about it is making me angry right now. I'm like, thinking back on it, like... But nobody asked you about that, nigga. <laughs> nobody asked And he even gave you context. He said, given the current climate of the country, given what's happening, given the obvious police brutality, like... Yep, he chose the dog whistle. You chose the dog whistle, my G? Nah, I'm good. You deserve all mm. those fuck yous that came your way. Yo, and you deserve every bunch. single one of them. He bro. got a bunch. A lot of a lot of people was like, "Yo, you work in New Orleans for a black team with a bunch of black teammates in a black clown, city, and you don't understand like what why people are kneeling right now." But I wanted to at least acknowledge, like you said about earlier, at least acknowledge that it worked because he immediately came out and put out a statement apologizing, and it was a pretty, and, and, pretty and, good statement. And this, so. uh, let me speak to everybody out there who likes to shame people because I like to shame people too. But what you cannot do is pile on. That I don't agree with. If you want to shame someone because they're doing something obviously stupid, that that is a useful yeah, tactic. They will never know they're doing something stupid unless you show them <laughs> that they're doing something stupid. My thing is, is first of all, you got to accept when they change. Yep. It's unfair to continue shaming someone over something that they have changed out of. Now, there are things that require a lot more penance to change. Absolutely. If you rape someone, the bar is a lot higher to for me than for somebody who was tricked into fucking turning in a, a mcdonald's ticket you know what i mean yeah two different things i'm not equating those things so i don't want people to 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 think that like oh yeah you gotta like no if you pile on to the rapist that's one thing but don't pile on to the person who was tricked let them learn their lesson you know what i mean but that's just to be said so yes i, w I will give drew Brees the credit for having um, listened to his publicist and decided to reverse his course. <laughs> yes, because as we mentioned one time way back when, not everybody does that. Feel me? Not everybody will take the time to say. Not everybody will take the time to have a real apology. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A mm -hmm. lot of people will come up and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. My comments were not meant to be taken in that light." 
And it's unfortunate that we can't have a decent conversation around these issues without your comments. Let your comments. That, be that's taken why out of I like saying wild, outlandish shit because I have no option but to apologize if I'm wrong. I can't walk none of that shit back. I can't walk back none of the shit I say because I'm wild, reckless. And so, yo, if I fucked up, I fucked up. I might have to apologize. <laughs> there ain't no walking none of that shit back. Well, yeah, I at least appreciate that, and I also appreciate all his teammates that checked him for it, Absolutely. and all the Twitter users that. And also, he, like, I hope he realized, like, you yeah. just ended your career, bro. You do realize that mostly black people protect you. Yeah, like, and I'm just saying, like, literally, your, your, your line lineman. is comprised of, of 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 several black people who, given them, not you will never fucking win yeah. another game. Like, come on, my G. Like, that's the part that I don't get. Like, come on. You don't know enough black people to at least, like, just say, like, give us the benefit of the doubt. Can we get the benefit of the doubt? Like, it shows that's the part. You, like, like, just how far removed they are yeah, from the Yeah, that's what person. I'm saying. Like, I know so many white people just don't actually. We, we have created really good bubbles mm-hmm. in this country. And if you want to sit in a bubble where it's all white people, you can. And if you want to sit in a bubble of all black people, you can. If you want to sit in a mixed race bubble, you can. But we can't allow that to so separate us from the other other demographics that we can't even give them the benefit of the doubt. Facts. Like, I try my best. And white people make it hard, man. If there's <laughs> any demographic that makes it hard, it's white people. The most... The, the rampant disparity between how they... And let me tell you, watch this McMillions documentary. You will see how implicitly white people trust white people and you will see how implicitly oh, white people do not trust black people. what's that documentary about the family that gave their daughter to the fucking wandering rapist and you'll see how much white people bro trust white people. <laughs> like why i don't get it like oh i'm just gonna take your daughter to mexico for three my weeks. g but oh, she's fine it's dude, cool watch the bring epstein, her back and take watch her the epstein again. doc that's how one of those chicks yeah. got 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 scooped up what those chicks got scooped up in that same shit? I'm like, yo, Some people be wild naive. Bro. Stop trusting white people. Like, you do know that y'all cause most of the problems, right? Like, I get it if you want to be racist and you want to like be prejudiced, but you do gotta understand. Like, you gotta be realist with yourself. You don't listen. You don't gotta tell the truth to me, but you gotta keep it real with yourself, bro. What? People out here trying to dodge the man in the mirror, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but duh. Yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah. Oh, nope. didn't see oh, it. Oh. I don't know what you talk about, bro. Shades on. Yeah, that mental image right there was fucking hilarious. I'm just sitting there <laughs> watching someone trying to dodge a man in the mirror and getting happy every time they move out of the range so they can't see him. It's like, ah, I got you. Like, nigga, are you stupid? Yeah, man. That's just crazy. But anyway, let's go off into um. That'll lead us into our next topic: white people who have actually tr- proven to be allies. LP. Nice. Yep. Shout out to LP. Also, let's, we'll segue that. It will combine that El with Producto. the Run the Jewels 4. Nice. Debut. I've heard some of the new tracks on Bruh, that. Bruh, Run the Jewels 4 is amazing. I like that and Pre-shit. And it was fucking yeah. recorded last year. Look they at were, all them slave masses posing on, on your, your dollar. Money, on your dollar. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. So fucking, so prescient. Um, so, yes. El, Run the Jewels 4. Go out. Download it. It's free. Make a donation. They're directing. I think like they've directed one hundred fifty thousand dollars so far in, far in the two days that it's been out to um, donations, and that's one dollar donations. So they've sold at least one hundred fifty thousand guaranteed, yeah. like legit. 
You know what I mean? And so that's awesome for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Killer LP Mike has proven been killing it recently too. For sure. Hell yeah! And 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 I appreciate Killer Mike's um, statements. Um, I appreciate the nuance he put into his statements about listen, Atlanta's got its problems. We got to deal with our problems, but we're not going to deal with our problems by burning the city down. We built the city. That it's not the same when you burn down buildings in Atlanta, because buildings in Atlanta are owned by black people. That's not the same as burning down the when you burn down a building in Louisville. Ninety nine percent chance is a white person's building. Somebody who is paying into the the the, the establishment and the police structure. And so you're making a, a statement there. You're not doing that in Atlanta. And so I appreciated Mike uh, Killer uh, Michael Render's uh, statements on that. Uh, even though I do show solidarity with anybody who's fucking shit up right now. Um, because the now I this is this is my thing, is that I I wanted to give time before the, the rioting started. But the fact that the police took immediately took it there, all right. Because I don't believe I believe that when somebody challenges you and they set the terms, it's incumbent on you if you're going to engage them to meet those terms. Mm-hmm. The police have made their terms. They have said, "Listen, we're coming out here with lethal force for your head tops." Now, if you want to be out here, I suggest that you take that into account. Now, when you put 300 million people in that position, you're going to you're going to get shit burnt down because guess what? Just because they can't hurt you, don't mean they're not going to try to hurt someone. Mm-hmm. And so that's the it's like um you ever seen um there's a a, a Fantastic 4 comic where Sue Storm is being attacked by, I want to say, Dr. Doom. And he shoots this massive blast at her. And she throws up her invisible barrier. And the beam hits the barrier and splits and kills hundreds of people all around her. And that's what they're doing. The police, by escalating and bringing in riot gear, are deferring the rage that they deserve... To the buildings around them. Mm-hmm. So unlike when the mayor of L, uh, the police chief of L.A. says that George Floyd's death is on the protesters as much as the police that killed him. The destruction of the property is squarely on those police, because if they would fucking give the people a fair one, the people would square up and go the fuck back home. Yep. But because they have shielded themselves to make themselves impervious to any harm. They've just deflected all of that rage on the surrounding area. And so the property damage is on the police. 100%. Especially because a lot of them are actively causing And then on top of that, damage. you have videos of them putting bricks places. Fucking. Breaking yo, windows, did you see yeah. my nigga? My Twitter feed is on fleek right now with fucking <laughs> videos of motherfucking police causing fucking property damage this shit is crazy mm-hmm. this shows them breaking into a jewelry store the police 
Like, and then I'm like, okay, so what? how are you going to spin this? Like, is there someone in the store you're trying to get to? Because if there is, why didn't you go into the store the way that they went into the store and stopped them? Why are you cutting a hole in the front? Why don't you trap them in the store, call the store owner? I guarantee you a jewelry store owner will come right now to let you in. Guarantee there is someone available to do that. So don't tell me that you're not fucking vandalizing this jewelry store right now. There's no other narrative. There's literally no other narrative that you can Mm -hmm. propose. So, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I stand in solidarity with anybody doing whatever they feel is necessary. And and I'm outside of, like, hurting children. Don't hurt children, please. But otherwise, go ham, nigga. (laughs) Go ham. Burn down that Arby's. Them roast beef sandwiches ain't that good anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I want to shout out. Damn, I'm tangenting like a motherfucker today. I got off on that talking about allies. LP has been amazing right now in his support of Black Lives Matter and the cause of ending brutality, uh, police brutality. Because that's another thing, and 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 this is probably I'm going to tangent again right now. <laughs> this is probably even more important than anything is that the police brutality is happening to white people now. And so they're losing that veil that black people are being hyperbolic when they say, man, police be wilding. Police be just profiling. Now white people are being profiled as protesters when they're not. And so now they're getting a a little bit of, of taste of it. And I've always said personally... If you really want change in this mer- in this country, all it has to do is affect white children. And now there's there's people who are attacking white children over this. So I feel like change is on the is going to come. It's got to come. It's got to come. It's it's, re- it's reached a critical mass. I don't think this country can go forward without some form of large institutional change. Like, I don't think that it can go forward and maintain this veneer that police are protectors. They protect themselves only. <laughs> the, you know, and that's and that is the bigger that that is why I never feared Trump, because I always believe that Trump would only reveal how bad this is. And and I work around I, oh, I should say it currently I used to work around a lot of affluent white people. And one thing I can tell you is that while I don't know how much good they do in the world, I guarantee you they believe they're good people. And so if you can challenge that narrative in themselves, you've you've done a great, great thing. If you can challenge that narrative like, oh, yeah, by the way, if you think that you're a good person because you adhere to this system, by the way, this system is fucked and flawed. You you've gone a long way to getting uh, the people who benefit from the system to want to change the system, and uh, yeah, you'll that's that's the next step. Once white children are harmed, and then the people who benefit from this system start start realizing that the system is untenable, change is inevitable after those two things happen. But yeah, so shout out to LP. Shout out to Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats has been on the social media really putting it out there and really calling his other peers to task. And so that's the thing is, is like everyone's got to play their role. 
maybe your role isn't to be hugely inspirational to to uh, a degraded body of people, but maybe your role is to be inspirational to your peers to help those people because you personally don't have maybe the knowledge and skill set to help those people directly, but you can motivate other people to do so. And that's important. And I can still appreciate that. I'm a huge fan of the support character. I'm always, yo, my G, if I could be a hybrid support damage dealer, that's my goal. <laughs> that's my goal in any game. Hybrid support damage dealer, what? All right, let me, that's going to be my, that's at least my starting class. <laughs> at least my starting class. And so I really appreciate Kenny Beats for coming out here and being that support character for for social media to really call his his peers to task and so yeah i just, just wanted to move into uh talking about that real quick um hey did you hear ll wilding out no what did he do uh, well ll asked a okay so ll posed a question on social media that he probably shouldn't have posed on social <laughs> media but it was a good question all right what was the question it it I want to paraphrase it in that how do biracial people feel in this time of unrest? That's how I'm going to paraphrase it because that's how I took it. Okay. Now, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's number one. LL, I love you. You put oh, out a... Yo, his, his rap was awesome, but... That's this is not the time right. to 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 start to disseminate the other feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't go to the burn ward and be like, "Well, how are the dudes with broken legs?" Bro, I saw right the now? best fucking comic. It shows a guy on the floor and he goes, "Oh shit, my leg is broken." So someone comes and they're trying to help him. And he turns to the guy behind him and says, "Quick, call the hospital or or call the ambulance. This guy's leg is broken." And the guy responds to him. But what about my leg? <laughs> and it's just like, holy shit! What? That's, that's, that's what but you know what about my leg. Yeah, it's yep. like, dude, your legs are working. That's why we're asking you to help. That's funny. But so that's that's not a, a conversation to be brought out of context. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he presented it out of context. Now that is a very salient question because. I will tell you this much. As the father of a biracial black Hispanic baby, I will tell you I have a huge burden on my shoulders to raise him with an appropriate cultural understanding of both sides of his family. Mm -hmm. I have seen overwhelmingly that mixed black people do not support black people. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Fucking one of my favorite YouTubers. I'm going to put this thing on blast. Not because I want you to follow him. Because <laughs> fuck this kid. But he does he does video game story recaps. And I really love... That's like... That is my literally my favorite thing in the world outside of my family. <laughs> is my favorite thing is video game stories. And so... And so... It hurt me bad when he came out with his All Lives Matter bullshit. Bro, those are the most ridiculous and then, people ever. And then to further find out that he is mixed black Hispanic, it just really solidified in me that I have to do my fucking job or else my son will grow up fucked up, man. Hating half of himself, you know what I mean? It's so bad. It's so bad. And it's just like... 
I get it. I actually want to be part of that conversation. I want to listen to that conversation, LL. But no, God, <laughs> like being a being an entertainer, he doesn't know how to appropriately bring a social topic like that to to bear. Maybe at like in his family at a Thanksgiving dinner table, he's good at the, in the public sphere. I, he really muddied that whole argument. I mean, you can be a person too and just be a little bit compassionate, like that, like that whole thing with the leg. Like 100. it ain't got nothing to do with you. Why did you interject yourself into something that had nothing to do with you? But I mean, he was trying to be mindful, and it was, and he was directly <laughs> commenting about his brother-in-law's situation. Ah, okay, 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 I got. And you. So, so I understand, have but okay. to have that conversation with him, mm. I don't know if this is the conversation to be brought when when people are in such a hurt place you know what i mean hurt people don't usually respond well to sometimes the best intentions and so ll put himself i don't i don't genuinely feel any type of way about the conversation he was bringing up i appreciated the conversation he was bringing up but then he got backlash because he didn't he didn't do it in a nuanced way and then he started yelling on instagram i was like yo my g you're ll cool jace you're not allowed to yell double down well double down but don't yell on instagram you gotta be super cool i expect was he actually like yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like no dude you're fucking your brand up right now like what is that's weird instagram yeah, yeah. Instagram dangerous, good. bro. Yeah, yeah. People get. We had hurt. this conversation last week about yeah. yo niggas <laughs> love being in front of camera. People get hurt real bad by words on the internet. It's devastating to some people's. Super effective. Yeah. Super yeah, effective. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But so ultimately, I want to say thank you for bringing up that conversation. But for LL, please be mindful a about your timing and b about mm-hmm. your brand. Yelling about that, bro. If you would have just came in and said, "Listen, oh y'all, relax. This is Big LL, <laughs> Big <LA>. LA. <laughs> bro. The internet would have melted in his arms like oh, yeah, every woman so. he's ever met. Isn't that funny? Like, but he didn't. Like it was like, you bro, started off from a winning position and just threw away, <laughs> bro, unforced errors, man. God damn. I'm just gonna throw this W away. It's holding me down. Ugh. I mean, it's holding me back, not holding me down. Bro, speaking of media personalities throwing away the W, you got Maul on the JBP recently talking about Donald Trump has benefited some people. And I'm like, well, he's benefited a lot of rich people. There's Even that's not a lot of people because there's only but so many rich people. Like, he's literally his top. He's only helped the top 20% of this country. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk about the good that Donald Trump has done? So when do we when do we advocate for the top twenty percent to have everyone do what they need them to do? Yeah, like come on, Maul, stop jumping, yo, stop talking about shit that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna talk about the good that Trump has done, nuance it, please. Like this is the thing, like black people, why do we not like adding a little bit of nuance to the shit we say? Like if you're gonna say that, don't because the people who you're talking to aren't universally intelligent, and while I get it. You have a platform to talk to people who don't get it. So please add nuance to the shit that you say. Because saying that will have a dumb nigga like, yeah, you know, I always thought that Donald Trump was okay. And then and then what? And then where are we at? 
another fucking four years of fascism. Like, America's a fascist state. Hello? The nigga's building a wall outside of the fence <laughs> around the fucking White House. The nigga's That's a fascist. Silly. You know what I mean? And while I'm not going to—I don't—I'm still not motivated to vote for fucking Biden. Did you hear the shit that this nigga said? This nigga said, you know, 10 to 15 percent of people are just bad people. Who said that? Biden. When are you talking to Don Cheadle? That's solid science right there. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Solid what science. in God's name are you talking about? Because I got honestly, that from under the top of Even the if that account. was true, you know the crime rate in any fucking in the the entire country as a whole is like less than 10%? <laughs> Who did he say that to? Don Cheeto? I don't know what the context of the Why, conversation was. Did, I just read it. But I was like, you're oh, a fucking okay, idiot, yeah, bro. But um, this is why I'm not, I'm not motivated to, like, even That's as fine. bad as four years of fascism is, I'm still not motivated to vote, for, to vote for Biden. Still not. Like, literally, to to motivate me for to vote for Biden, Donald Trump would have to literally go and start burning down the buildings in our neighborhood. <laughs> like, he would literally have to, like, do an executive order and say, please burn down these buildings. And they, but Other than that, I'm, no. I'm I'm good. I'm not going to vote for someone else to perpetuate the system that got Donald Trump in here in the first place. Hello, Barack Obama led to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, don't you realize the same system that voted in Obama voted in Trump? There's a fundamental flaw in the system that gives you two candidates so vastly different. Like, yeah, but I'm not to say that we don't want diversity in our presidents, but it's like the 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 diversity came in their ability to govern, not in like <laughs> the diversity of their ideologies. That was my problem. Their the diversity comes in their skill quality. The quality of their skill is different. That's it. Like I need somebody who's quantitatively different, who is fundamentally not going to give me the same kind of governance as 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 a trump because last time i checked nothing trump's done is illegal all of it is within the presidential purview so unless we're going to start talking about somebody who wants he to change did, that which bernie talked about that changing that that's why court. i supported him in this environment i'm sorry i said he did say that in the supreme court everything he does is legal yeah and the supreme court agreed with him mm-hmm so, and then you're like, oh, that's why you need to vote so you can change the SCOTUS. And I'm like, nigga, they are the ones, like, they are the ones supporting the system. They only fucking, the only political allegiance they have is to the person who's in office, whether they openly claim it or not. They're going to rule however they think the president will rule, want them to. That's just doesn't matter what their party affiliation is, especially in America, where party affiliation is literally a feeling. I can say I'm a Democrat today and tomorrow wake up and say I'm a Republican and then nobody would be able to, con- to to refute that. I would never do such a thing, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in a country like this where political affiliation is so bullshit, you think I'm worried about who appoints what fucking judge? Oh, I don't. I'm not. Especially because those judges, universally, regardless of fucking political affiliation, have never ruled in the favor of black people. So, yeah, I don't even know how I got off on that tangent. But next, um, man, the, yo, the fucking mayors of cities are are all all revealing that they are fucking pawns of the of the police departments. Like that shit is crazy to me. Like every single city in America. 
has to deal with the fact that every single city, and I'm talking about big, small, every single city has to deal with the fact that their mayor is a hostage to the police. I don't know of a single American city that's not that, that doesn't succumb to this. That's crazy. Like, that's a mob organization like I've never seen in my life. Every single city. Like... That's bad, and so the most one of the most egregious has been the um, the African American homosexual Democratic progressive female leader of Chicago, uh, mayor of Chicago, um, yeah, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. I, all of those things I support, but she is literally, she is literally. Every social justice movement put into one person. <laughs> that shit that shit is crazy. And then on top of that, she supports her police beating people. And I mean, I mean, they in Chicago, they've been beating motherfuckers. They fucking threw a old man down, hit his head against the cement fucking uh 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 or orna- uh ordainment piece that was outside of a building and just left that nigga there to bleed out. It's crazy. That's Lori Lightfoot's police. I don't see Lori Lightfoot saying shit. And if you're not watching, then bitch, get on your job. But I can't stand that woman. She she literally parlayed every social justice movement to get elected only to 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 betray the people. Garcetti, I got fired for your bitch ass too. Garcetti fucking cited saying Due to the pol- treatment of police in our streets, it's canceling all COVID nineteen testing. So we will, in LA, we won't even know if there's an outbreak. We won't even know if there's an outbreak due to the protest because they canceled all testing because the way the police are being treated. So who voted you in, the police or the or, or the general public? Because I'm pretty sure there's far more people in the general public than the police. So Garcetti, I'm promising you, I will do everything in my power. To oppose your re-election. That's for damn sure. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to motivate me to do something, that's something I will do. I will go out and I will make sure that I I poll at a local polling station. And I make sure that I let everyone know. Listen, there are multiple candidates. I'm, I can't advocate for a particular candidate. But I can say that there are people other than Garcetti running. <laughs> Anybody but that dude. And see, that's 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 the part about being responsible. Like, because I would love to sit at a polling station and slander that nigga and get people to vote otherwise, but that wouldn't be responsible. You know what I mean? I'll do all of that on my social medias and stuff. But when I run a polling station, like I have in the past, it's 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 not a it's not a political thing. It's a it's a public service thing. You know what I mean? But those are the kind of elections that are actually worthwhile. Don't like I don't I don't believe in national elections at all. Not when you have a a a system of city states that are so disjointed the way that they are now. Like there's literally nothing that ties Americans together on the east and west coast other than our federal system. Like people on the east and west coast, they live differently. Like they they might as well be in different countries. You know what I mean? Like that's just crazy. You know. And so until we unify under a banner that we can all respect and love, 
that American flag don't mean the same thing to black people or even Hispanic people or even Asian people. Shout out to Hassan Minaj. I really appreciated uh, the digital upload he did about the protests, even though I will say one thing. Stop fucking showing images of black people being killed on TV. It's not appropriate. I get it. People have seen it. It's not, the, it's, it's not, it happened long enough, enough ago to where we don't need to continue to propagate those pictures in the, the internet. That's part of what desensitizes people to watching black people being killed. It's seeing it happen over and over. So we talk about it. Yes. We show outrage over it. Yes. But what we don't need to do is show his lifeless body. It's disrespectful to the man who was choked out. And all it does is it, it's dogs, it dog whistles to the racist to glorify the person who's doing the choking out. So let's just stop. Other than that, he did a great expose on how Asians refuse to show solidarity with African-Americans in these times. And it's true. Asians haven't shown us proper solidarity historically. This is a time to be different. This is a time where L.A. really could show a lot of that that love between Korean and brown people, Korean and black people, Japanese, and you know what I mean? There's a lot of Asian ethnicities in LA that could that could do to step up their relations with the communities that they exploit for money. Because don't nobody don't none of those Korean people live in the neighborhoods they run those laundromats out of, or those nail salons out of, or those hair salons out of. They don't live in none of them neighborhoods. But we give them our money willingly. And it's good fucking money. That's why they're there. They don't make bad business decisions like that. So, show a little solidarity. That's it. All them black lives that matter are your customers. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's be honest with each other. So, I really appreciate Hassan Minaj for pointing that out. Because that's something that's been real big. Um... There's two points I wanted to, to to stick in there real quick. Be careful of Zoom. Zoom has pointed out <laughs> that they are excited to work with law enforcement. Yeah, Zoom they look like, forward yo. to providing them with all of the information they need, and they really, really hope that people uh, are performing illegal activities. Yeah. Like they want to be a law enforcement on the internet. They were like, so, yeah, we can't put encryption on free services on Zoom because then law enforcement would have trouble yeah. seeing it. Hmm? Now, mind you, the only thing they really market is their free service. I mean, look, Zoom has already been deemed as unreliable <clears throat> months ago, and now they're really though because like like look how shitty your interface is for somebody who's has got like all yeah. of this going on right now. Feel me? So hey. Desperate company that's desperate companies that want their cash grabs are gonna use that shit. Foolish. Not me. Not organizing nothing on there. And also, the DEA and ICE have been deployed to bolster police in protests around the country. So watch out. If you have ever had a drug charge, make sure you cover your face. They're using facial recognition. All of these kettling techniques that they're using are so that they can fly drones overhead and take pictures of your face. Be very careful. If you are not documented, be very careful. These are two demographics that should probably choose to serve in a support role. Um, you don't want to be on the streets, especially after curfew. That's going to be dangerous. Um, 
first of all, they're going to detain you in a very small place during a pandemic. Not that we're always under a pandemic, but during an active outbreak in a pandemic, as well as they will, if, if you are picked up and transferred to DEA, you're going to jail, you're going to be forced into indentured servitude. So just be careful. Find other ways to protest if you can. Don't put yourself in the way. Don't break curfew if you are one of those demographics because you're definitely going to get in trouble. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to point out ICE and the DEA are present. So they are they're trying to get you on anything they possibly can. And, and so don't get caught out in the shifting curfews and all that stuff. It's really dangerous out there. Um, damn, dude. I heard the bad news. Did you know that the the chairman or uh, of Marvel is a Trump supporter? Uh, who's one? Is that Ike Perlmutter? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's been a new thing. That's why he got his um. That's why he lost his position, and Kevin Feige took over that section. So he's not a. So he's just like a financer. Um, Ike Perlmutter used to be the final arbiter of decisions in Marvel movies until Kevin Feige got the role that he got overseeing everything, like maybe two or three years ago, like maybe right before the Spider Man thing. Well, yeah, I, Ike Perlmutter it, has who, been who, like. Who did Black Panther? Uh, I don't remember. I, I'd have to look up but the time. But Kugler said he worked with Feige, actually. Explicitly, he said he worked with Feige. So, yeah. I would, that was my. I doubt Ike That's one of my things. Like, you, like, I don't give a fuck how I sound. Like, Black Panther is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I would genuinely have, like, a moral dilemma if, if like, I had to, like, cut that out, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Like, I would. I. I genuinely would boycott Marvel for everything but Black Panther. <laughs> I, I would that do that. That movie was pretty dope. It, it's just, it, it means too much. It means too much. Um, it brought Ryan Coogler into fame. outside. It, it, it brought him into a new type of fame because he was already doing really well. Don't yep. even get it twisted. I don't want to undermine that man's accomplishments. But Marvel brought him to a new type of fame. So it's important for that. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. It's important for the culture that yeah, it's just that movie's too important. It's too important. Um and I could sit down and have a whole episode as to why I stand stand out for that movie, but uh, bruh, that's the first thing I thought of when they said they like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You fucking with my Black Panther right now? <laughs> Is you really fucking with my Black Panther right now, nigga? Cause we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure this out. But yeah, okay. Yeah, because I was, I, I was, I really do enjoy like the Captain America series with um, Winter Soldier and all that. But I could honestly, like, if I had to, if that, if I could make a stand against white supremacy by not supporting that, I would. Yeah, it's too easy. But you can't take my Black Panther, bro. <laughs> can't fuck with that. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you you shed some light on that because I was really worried about yeah, that. Promoter is a known scumbag. Is that- Oh, for sure. Many issues. I just didn't know he was involved with Marvel. I know him because he's also involved on many other movie boards. He's on a Golden. um, He was like. Is it Golden Gate? Golden something? He's on a bunch of them. No, that dude was like the wart on Marvel's ass for like the last decade. Ugh. Speaking of uh, big name franchises, uh, well, 
John Boyega himself is not a big name franchise, but he represents Star Wars frequently, and so yeah, here seeing him out come out, streets. yeah, boy, and him, and 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 I love how forceful his stance is. He is vehemently pro black Black Lives Matter, vehemently, oh, and I, and 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 that's what I like to see because even myself, I catch sometimes like keeping things at arm's length because I just I just don't trust them. I don't trust organizations for the most part. I don't trust uh, people who organize around certain things. And so I I sometimes uh, am reticent to like throw full support behind uh, things like Black Lives Matter because they get so easily get co-opted. Mm-hmm. But nah, not Mr. Boyega. Mr. Boyega was like, fuck you racist don't follow me then and i was like yeah that's a, that is very plain mouth and that's i appreciate that but um yeah a lot of uh a lot of um people coming out either a making a stance for or b making full pause against you got you got this wannabe celebrity tokyo <laughs> jets i guess i didn't know she's one of ti's artists that's yeah, where no, her that's fame came first from. time i'm hearing of this person. but um I've never heard of her prior to this, so I, clearly it's a children's thing. But um, she said some wild, reckless shit, not in so support. Just I, I think she was trying to joke. But yeah, all these people getting supported by black people coming out. Clearly, <laughs> black people were the ones supporting her because she she there was oh, a video man. of someone recording her messing around with a friend, and she was like, "Yo, don't make me George Floyd you." And all oh, that shit. And that it was over. Yeah. It was over for her after That's that. That's wild and sensitive, bro. It's just fuck you, man. Just come on, dog. Like, come on. Like, you don't have to support George Floyd, but you don't have to also step on his neck. That's how I feel. Like, when you choose to go out of your way to make mm-hmm. light of something like that, like someone's murder, you're you're not just as bad as as the people who murdered him, but you're piling onto it. You're piling onto the disrespect of his life. And so, bye, bitch. Like, why the fuck would you say that? Like, why would the fuck would you say that and not even have good enough people around you to correct you? Because you know what? I don't think she would have got canceled if the person who was recording her said, hey, 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 come on. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Kind of like those two radio DJs that said some wild shit. And their third co-host was pretty much doing that same thing. Oh, no, that wasn't did. their third co-host. Oh, who was that That was their third producer. Person? Stepped uh, in off fucking horror. camera, found a mic, <laughs> and said, you cannot say that. Yo, he's like, yo, that's my job, too. That's my job, too. I need this money. Yeah, no, 100%. He pandemic. lost his job, too. I need this job during the pandemic. You can't say that. Oh, that's lit. Yo, yeah, you know People what I mean? are crazy these days. You know, people are emboldened to say all kinds oh, yeah, yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not that they're crazy these days. They've always been that way. It's just, you know, they're kings in power, so they're like, all right, now we can act. Like, now we can act like his his jester is in full. That's just crazy. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the the rundown. Um, I just wanted to to wrap with. Let's really think about what we want to look for moving forward. Now, one of the things that I've been really thinking about hard is the disproportionate amount of city funds that go straight to police. And so moving forward, one of the things we absolutely need to demand of every city official that we elect into into power is that they take a stand to reduce police spending. 
Now, I was thinking about what legislation around that would look like. And I think that what it would do is because you you obviously need a proportional amount of of police presence based on the population of the city. Now, I would say that the first step to getting those funds down is to not permit federal funds to go to police. Why our government has to further enforce the police is why it's so easy for A, police to get military equipment and B, to move with impunity without prosecution. So if you defund them, A, through removing federal funds, I think that's probably going to be at least half of their funding, and then cap municipal support for any police cause or or institution at 20% of overall revenue of a city. I think that right there will will provide a nuanced enough backbone for a legislation to curtail police power but not do so so dramatically that the police are incapable of providing a service because I see a lot of the abolish the police people out there. And while I, I completely support that, I don't think that that's realistic. I believe that there's enough black people and minorities who are indoctrinated with the idea of the police and white people will never support abolishment of the police as a community. And so it's just not realistic, but we can absolutely pass legislation to make sure that the police don't own our cities anymore because the police own our cities. We walk the streets of our cities at the behest of the fucking police. Think about that shit. That shit's crazy. I ain't, I do not live in America for that. That's why I constantly talk about getting the fuck up out of here because this shit don't make no damn sense. I ain't come here to have to worry about the police, if I want to make a statement in public, that's the f- point of public place, public spaces. Not just for us all to enjoy them, but for us all to have freedom of expression in them. So let's definitely think very strongly about the world we want to see after this. What kind of legislation can we look at to determine whether we're making progress? And that would be a piece of legislation that if you could find would be indicative of a huge amount of progress. Cap police spending for all municipal entities at 20%. Should never. That's saying that one, 20 cents out of every dollar that you put into your taxes for your city goes to the police. That's substantial. 20%. If, if if everything was given, if you gave 20% to everything, you'd only give five different things your money. If you split your money at 20% among as many things as you could, you'd only be able to contribute to five things. Now, that it takes way more than five different entities, organizations, institutions to run a city. So there's no reason why the, the police should monopolize one-fifth of all that money. But... In a world where we exist that they believe that they deserve that kind of money, that's the most that they should be taking. They shouldn't be at 40, 50, 60, 65% of city budgets. That's fucking bananas. 
And it's a miscarriage of governance by the elected officials for sure. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know it was a little bit scattered. <clears throat> had a lot of random topics today, but hope you enjoyed. Leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Follow us on Twitter at Home Heron. Catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. Peace out. Take it easy.